Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Dude, Where's My Drift? As always, you can follow us at DWMD Podcast on Twitter for all updates and announcements for new episodes, as well as when we go live for our bi-weekly streams at twitch.tv slash K-A-Z-A-I-E-N. If you're enjoying the show, like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Reviews really help us grow our show and are just a small, easy way to help support us. Uh, music used in this episode and back in episode 5, as well as going forward, is made by Tabletop RPG Music, a really cool artist who does tons of free tracks for tabletop games. You can find his work at patreon.com slash tabletop RPG music. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. and we're going to eventually be listening at home. Join us tonight as we venture further into the unknown reaches of outer space and beyond, into dimensions and planes of existence untold, unfurling dastardly plots and plans, and working to avert disaster coming upon the entire universe in another exciting episode of Dude, Where's My Drift? I am your GM, your galactic menace, Kay, and here with me tonight are these five heroes whose destinies are intertwined with a fate that shall not be revealed until the appropriately dramatic moment. First, we have some earth, then a little fire. Add some power of wind and water with a little bit of heart to tie it all together. And we have Captain Doge playing Dr. Samuel Aeolin. Cricket noises. Up next, we have a guest coming to us from the far off future of 2062, where everybody lives in fancy houses way above ground and drives flying cars with clear windows. Presenting Toops, Jetson, playing Braino. Hey, let me off this crazy thing. And if we want to follow along with this trail of breadcrumbs, only to find out the gingerbread house at the end of the path doesn't just have a witch, but a Kaz AI, playing Simber. I don't know about that. I mean, I feel like that'd be more terrifying, not when you get down to it. You're getting eaten either way. I mean, yeah, true. And, uh, he's gonna hook his opponent's arms behind their back and body slam them hard into the mat, into the mat smashing their face as he unleashes the pedigree. We have Triple Clue playing Gator. <laughs> from the south, the teeth from underneath. <laughs> And rounding out this team of yahoos, ready to remind them all that fleshies are far more squishy and inferior to his hard robotic outer shell. That doesn't mean he's without a heart of gold. Say hi to Subterran 800 Flame Treb. Actually, my heart is mostly platinum. <laughs> That's fair. 
That, that's very fair. That's what happens when I give myself 10 minutes to write an instruction before I get started, folks. <laughs> Y'all doing all right tonight? Hey, I'm off work, so I'm doing great. Doing pretty good. Well, I would like to take right now to uh, take a moment and give a public shout out to my dearly beloved David, the husband. Uh, this is our official 14th wedding anniversary and 24 years together. So, and he's uh, graciously letting me play Starfinder tonight. <laughs> that is love. That, that is yeah. true love right there. That is love, yeah. My wife is silently sitting on the couch next to me. <laughs> Judging you. I think Always. there's a lot of judgment. <laughs> Always. Always. Uh, honestly, it, it probably doesn't hurt that uh, we're both recovering from COVID, so the uh, chances of us like going out and getting dinner were incredibly low. Right. That is very fair. Also, 24 years. Jeez. I can say, I am older than your relationship. Yeah. <laughs> mm. But I definitely yes, have co Are older than our World of Darkness campaign? Um, if it started in 91, yes. Ah, very good. <sighs> yeah. So, friends, companions, I warned you in Discord about a little over a week ago. I was going to see how much America, I was paying attention and taking notes during sessions. So tonight for our recap, who knows? I don't know. Lay down. What you got? Uh, so last time on uh, Dude with My Drift, what happened? Uh, we ended up being attacked by a couple demons or devils. I can't remember which they were. Uh, because, yeah, we, uh, we, our ship crashed on somebody's spouse or sister or something like that and they wanted revenge so they sent their demons or devils after us and then uh we had to fight them uh and try to escape all at the same time or something like that i mean that's basically it it was a two hour long brawl of you guys fighting a whole bunch of devils and uh trying to escape, which he did successfully do so. I, re I remember my man uh, Sid did a couple of barrel rolls and uh, saved the day. I remember Dr. Samley almost died of poison. Uh, that's also I remember that too. That was mostly <laughs> what I remember. Is they were just terrible rolls. And it was a DC-12 and it was, uh, uh, it was perfect. Yeah. Weirdly enough, I blocked all that out. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you got it pretty good. Not too Broad strokes. Broad strokes. Broad strokes. <laughs> so, um, now, last time when we ended, uh, you guys had arrived back in the pack system, but you were on the very fringes of it, and because the Primarata doesn't have an actual drift drive, you decided to just do sublight heading on in, and we rolled it. It was going to take six days to make it to Akaton, where the Primarata has its normal base, like where it stays home to try and figure out what's going on, do, see what we can do about the ship. Um, and when we ended, of course, naturally, and on a little bit of a stinger, where you guys were approaching Akaton, and you saw something kind of weird, just so you're getting there. Before we get back into it, what that was, we're going to rewind a bit. And uh, how did your characters spend this six-day trip from Akaton to the outskirts, to Akaton? What were you guys doing? 
Recovering. <laughs> That's true. Definitely I can say we that. we did level up to level two. You guys did finally achieve that goal. I I believe that uh, Braino probably spent a fair amount of time in the uh, technology lab attempting to uh, improve armament. Uh, let's face it, Braino was going on vacation, didn't exactly pack all their uh, <laughs> dolls and dishes. So, so um, I mean, is Braino trained in, well, Braino's trained in engineering, right? Yep. But would you have wanted to be making it yourself, or would you have kind of enlisted Zev or uh, Gimbals to help you out with that? Probably would have enlisted some help, uh, basically gave the specs, and uh, you know, stood there and, and oh, held yeah. the various uh, tools while things were actually being created. I would have been looking to make a dueling sword. Oh, Bubble, I can make that right away. I got a 3D printer down the way. So yeah, like I said, you guys, with level up two, you guys are able to make technological items up to level two, as long as someone has tiering and engineering. And I believe, I forget how many UPPs I, you guys found, but you did find a good chunk of them, which is yeah, nice. Was, yeah. yeah. You guys have like 2,000 UPPs, so, or no, 3,000. Are there any rolls that need to be made for that, or shall we just uh, spin the UPBs and... Nope, just spend some UPBs. If I remember correctly, for crafting, it literally just takes time. It doesn't actually require yep. rolls. Okay. Alrighty. That's, one, that's kind of one of the nice things about the crafting roll of Starfinder. They are so much better than Pathfinder. Yeah. Well, Pathfinder They're simpler. You don't know, taking four days to make a level one item. Yeah, crafting in like first edition is basically impossible. I, I think crafting in Starfinder takes four hours as the base, if I recall correctly. Okay, it normally has a base time of four hours. If your number of ranks in the appropriate skill craft item exceed the item's level by five or more, you can craft it in half the base time. Yeah, so for, I think the sword is level one or two, so four hours, but you guys have six days. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's Treb up to during this time? Uh, you're going to have a tough time pulling Treb away from this fancy new engine that we've got. Uh, I'm pretty sure both Treb and Zev would want to just be in engineering, running tests, trying to understand what this thing is. You're gonna have to find Gimbals, cool. <laughs> I'm sure Gimbals is right there with you. We have, we, we have a nice little collection of tech heads here. Yeah, I prob that's probably all Treb would do, because like Treb, you know, I don't think Trevor really has to eat or sleep much, so just, just on the engine. Gimbals has got a nest in there. <laughs> How do Treb and Gimbals actually kind of interact with each other? Because Treb's not not the biggest fan of uh, non-robot people, right? Yeah. Yeah, they definitely are. Um cold 
they're, they're very brisk with organic beings. Although Gimbals was another member of the crew of the Primarata, so has that kind of helped you warm up to him a little, or is it still just... Gimbals is completely oblivious to your aloofness and or disdain for him. He is still right in your face, very messy, and basically just the worst roommate you could ever have. But somehow, amazing engineer. And I think that's why Treb would forgive it, you know? Like, they would probably be really annoyed with the, like, invasion of their personal space and just, like, the, I don't know, the messiness of it all. But if you can do good work, then Treb would be willing to work with you. Yeah, like, at the end of the day, Gimbal's still got a 18th intelligence. He's very, very good at what he does. He's just a goblin. As does Treb. <laughs> and messes. <laughs> He just turned it all the way up. What about... uh, in front of the camera. What's the doctor up to? Right here. Uh, The doctor has probably uh, been familiarizing himself with the med bay in this this ship, making sure everyone's all uh, good health-wise, maybe updating files for all the, the people on the ship. Uh, medically, um, and then maybe uh, just doing some general medical paperwork, essentially making sure he's got everything good to go for when he needs to do more serious medicines. Awesome. And Kaz, you said Simber's just sleeping. Um, recuperating, but then basically seeing if there's like just doing what Simber does. Just Oh, wait, actually, were there bodies left over after we were done with those uh, those demons? Saved you some. I'm You're scared monkey. to say this, but... I'm just yes, him a big arm. <laughs> there is an imp and, like, three of the Lemurays were left on board. Okay, cool. Simber's gonna be trying to figure out how the hell you cook something that's immune to fire. <laughs> Maybe ceviche. We'll just lots and lots of acid. Mm, yeah, it's hard, hard. it, maybe? <laughs> Anybody want to sushi? We're going to get into some real... <laughs> <laughs> I awesome. have an almost stupid question here. Would Simber, try, <laughs> would Simber try and drop one of the bodies into the engine to see what happens? I don't think that would happen unless it was a last resort. Okay, that's a relief. (laughs) It would be one of those things where Simber would rather eat it raw, because it probably can't hurt her at all, instead of doing something silly like that. Now, I mean, if there was a body near the engine, and it fell, fell in, I mean... But the odds of that happening are really slim. That's, that's not a thing. No, not yeah. with that much okay. security. <laughs> not with basically three people living in the engineering bay at this point. Not with that much security and everybody suspicious of her, no. Yeah. Uh, spe- speaking of suspicious, um, Hiram. So, Hiram. I would like you 
to roll me a profession check, please. Well, damn it, trying to find my character sheet. Double click on the token. Yep. So here, how's a 21 do ya? Okay. So you are going through from last time you kind of downloaded bounties and things onto your onto your data computer and some of this downtime. Because, mm -hmm. you know, you're getting back to the fact which means you might be able to, if you have any, like, credit for people you took down or things you did, you know, you can get paid for them. I figure it would be a good time as any, mm -hmm. especially heading back home to Akiton. And something that's just been bothering me about Simber. Because you really don't see Raxalites by themselves very often. They're usually at least accompanied by one other of them. And sure enough, as you're scrolling through uh, at some point during this time, you absolutely find a bounty on Simber. I mean, a little... to be fair, lots of things bother Hiram about Simber. So. Uh, there's the devil's lettuce. <laughs> but this bounty, it doesn't give any details about crimes. It just says that Simber is wanted, alive, and to bring notice of their location, to reach out to a uh, someone named Grand Petal of Simber's location. But there's also a warning to do not attempt to apprehend, just bring notice of their location. On the bright side, it has an award of a thousand credits. Ooh. That's suspicious. Don't change. You're gonna sell out somebody? Oh, over a grand? Over a grand? You're gonna get a snitch? <laughs> I don't know. Let me look at my wallet and have a quick discussion about <laughs> ethics here. Yeah, yeah, I might. I might. I will take that under consideration yeah. at the moment. It has, like, contact information for how to leave a drop message, basically, for this grand metal person. Mm. Hey, what was their name it again? Monkey. The Grand, grand Petal. P-E-T-A-L. Eh. Sounds like a tree hugger. But it's a thousand credits. Uh, can I do any particular uh, quick research to figure out who the heck this is? Um, it would be... It would be a culture check. Culture? Yep. Oh, oh. Only culture Hiram's got girl between his toes. <laughs> I mean, hey, Toe Jam, it's a delicacy on some planets. I didn't want to know that. Can you just list those planets real quick so we don't have to go there? This <laughs> 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 real quick. Yeah. While you're contemplating what you want to do about that and how you want to yeah, keep going with that, um, hey, Sid. Hi, oh, I'm here. Piloting oh, away. If you're just piloting through the area, making sure you're staying on course. 
Um, as you're making your way through the pack system, go ahead and roll me a computers, engineering, or piloting check. Mm, let me check which one of those has the best modifier. Computers, engineering, piloting. All right, it's going to be computers. Okay. Ooh. 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 All right. It's got to be one of those nights, guys. <laughs> so with <laughs> that, um, you do pick up a comm chatter occasionally, just kind of bouncing around the system. It's in Vesk, but you don't really get anything out of it. You're like not picking up enough to really listen to what it is or get someone to translate it for you. It's just mostly static, but you just... Notice a few words in best convocation. Uh, yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if I ever picked out languages for Sid, so I don't even know if he would really know for sure. He probably recognizes it as best, but just kind of doesn't care. Um, Trev, would you like to roll me engineering? Would I ever? Or says either one of you. Awesome. So, Trev, as you guys are kind of just going over this engine, trying to pick out what you can about it, which you definitely confirm it does not have drift travel capabilities. Um, you're kind of scanning the system in general every now and then, just for a just for like energy signals, radiation signals, and then like that, just to see what's going on around you. And you start to notice around day three of your trip. Anytime a ship enters the drift, it tears a piece of reality off from some random plane and implants it into another plane. And it leaves a bit of a trace behind that you, if you tune scanners and things the right way, you can actually kind of see when ships are coming and going from the drift. And you start around day three, you start to notice the trend that the entire time you guys have been in the back system, not a single ship has entered or left the drift. Huh. That's perfectly normal. Um, uh, Trev would definitely let, let anyone else who knows things know. <laughs> like, Trev would definitely be like, hey, anyone with any engineering or piloting, uh, and the captains, I guess. <laughs> it's like, ah, yeah, I don't know, uh, something's weird. Something weird's going on. You listen to him because you said captains. He still thinks of himself as the captain. Dynamo. That's why I'm paralyzed. Dynamo just gives you a glare. I'm. Your glare is right back. I'm the captain, you overgrown lump of meat. I'll stick you over a fire and roast you if you ain't careful. Sorry, there's um, you want, too many you things going on far more important than your little pissing contest. I'm starting to now. The contest when I have this co-wake. It's unfair. <laughs> Just remember, Dynamo out like diplo diplomacy cobalt into remaining captain of the ship. They got their eyes on you. Got my eyes on you, new friend. You need to get Gator a funnel for future pissing contests. <laughs> That's a Patreon yes. here. <laughs> that that is funnel. a Patreon. <laughs> I'll have you. 
Oh, another pissing contest. You gotta believe it's not my only fans. <laughs> yep. Here comes the mature rating for the week. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man. I don't know. I'm not sure I'd want to go up against the skater man in any kind of contest. Who knows what they got going on besides their six arms and their furry little bodies. I, I know what Skitter Mander Whelps look like. They're not nice to look at. We all yeah, no, they're not. There's a reason. Skitter Manders are closely related to Strider Manders, and those things are absolutely yeah. terrifying. Yeah, those things are nightmares. Yeah, that weird thing that comes out of their stomach. <laughs> yep. Skitter Mander Whelps are truly yeah, atrocious. means John Carpenter's the thing. <laughs> yep. With a big dash of Furby. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness. Um, hey Gator. Yes, I'm going to direct your character. Around day four, you, you decided to take the lift instead of the slip and slide for once. And as you enter into it, you notice that there's a fourth deck to the ship that none of you have been on before. Mm. This is like Gator's new, new place. Where uh, there's a fourth deck. I'll teleport there. Zoom. Oh, the only way to access Gator. this is through the lift, and it's Gator. Gator is beyond the edges of the map, beyond where even I can get to them. Gator, I'm, I'm in the beyond <laughs> section of that. That's beyond. Um, oh, no. There's going to be two Gators on the map for a little bit, uh, so there's a new token for you. <laughs> Because, <laughs> like I said, you're you're beyond the edge of the map where I can get to you. Even that was impressive. That's funny. He went <laughs> so, flying. He did. <laughs> oh god! I will stay there for the rest of the campaign. This <laughs> <laughs> is my undying hope. Deck, you say leaves the ship. Bye. <laughs> but yeah. So this top level. It is completely encased in the same like translucent green tinted dome as what's on the front of the bridge. So you can actually see out into space around you on three of the four walls. The uh, back wall here is just solid metal. But up here, it's a fucking garden. Wow. This like, is, this reminds me of my grandmama's house. Oh, it, it's, it's a bit more like it. You are surrounded by, like, the floor is just covered in green. There are blooming trees in this thing. The ceiling is, like, 10 feet high. And there's just a couple, like, the cleanest water you've ever seen in the world in a couple of fountains here. And then there's also Gator just... doesn't touch any of it. He just takes in pristine stuff. And, and then, then underneath these two fountains. I need to roll me a mysticism check if you have it. Uh, I don't think I do. Um, if you don't, do you have it? Nope. I, I mean, I technically have it available to me, but I have no ranks. Okay. Um, so, you're enjoying like, the just kind of general serenity of this place. But what I can tell you without rolling anything is that there's, there's something creepy under the fountains. In the shadows. How about a perception. Time. Sure. Does that work? 
I don't think that worked. Oh, all right. That happens when you right click first. Wow. Nope. Um, you feel it like you're being watched, but there's as oblivious there. as he is dumb. I mean, you feel like you're being watched, but there really is nothing there. Mm. That's weird. And there's just something now, about how the shadows. How do I get a lock on this so nobody else can come up here? And this can just be Gator's private place. I mean, you can try and lock the elevator down with the elevator or computer check. Or you could just <laughs> smash the elevator, I guess. Just <laughs> I could have broke this elevator. <laughs> no, uh, there. that's not, not. I should probably tell people that wouldn't be right. Not hospitable of me. Hey. And then Gator gets on his comms. Hey, everybody, I found a secret garden, and I don't mean like a metaphorical place in a young girl's heart. I mean a secret garden. <laughs> you you take uh, the elevator up all the way. I'm weird here, though. I think I'm being watched. Anybody like to go up there and join Gator in the secret garden? Yeah! <laughs> I think Zev would want to go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, goodbye! At least you didn't feel flying out. I uh, almost did. You almost did. Uh, Summer is Zev. I think you want to roll mysticism while you're up there. Go for it. Hell yeah! I have to remember how. You just click on it. Found it. Good one. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> both of you have rolled well enough that as you're kind of looking around, like you definitely feel that same kind of weird being watched menace sensation that Gator met does. And it's definitely coming from the shadows underneath these two fountains. And as you're kind of looking around and examining it a little bit, both of you kind of came to the conclusion at the same time. It's almost like there's a piece of the shadow plane that you briefly traveled through escaping hell stuck underneath those fountains. I'm small. Can I just see under the fountain? Yeah, I mean, you can go under there. Like, it, it's cold. It's dark. Like, it gets far darker than what just being under something like this. It's pitch black. Mm -hmm. And like I said, you, it, it's definitely a piece of the shadow plane stuck there. And you guys are kind of, kind of looking around, taking that into account. You kind of realize it's almost like how preternatural this garden is, it's almost like it's kind of a chunk of the plane of Earth. Those water, that water is from the plane of water. Like, this whole garden is just made of pieces of various planes. Like, of various elemental planes. That, that doesn't, that doesn't make sense. That bodes incredibly well. There's no possible way this could go badly. <laughs> Gator takes a little cup that he has, he extends it, it's like a camping cup, and then he takes a drink of the water. It is like the most refreshing drink of water you have ever had. <laughs> I'm going to make tea out of this later. That's going to be like good. pure ambrosial water. Is there any tea growing? There's not. It just There's seems to be some... you can make a tea out of? It just seems to be some regular gra grass and some really pretty flowers for now. Cool. 
I'm going to pick up one of the flowers and I'm going to eat it. I mean, anything's edible one. It's a delicious flower. Hands down, like, the sweetest flower you've ever eaten. And, uh, can the doctor, like, look around with his micro lab and just kind of double check some of the stuff up in here like doing like uh sure. like physical science or something like that or life science or I'll, any other I'll, miss how about physical know? science he is a doctor after all so mm-hmm. all right that's a much better role than earlier yeah i mean as you're kind of scanning around a little bit like you eventually do get to the same conclusion that somehow pieces of various elemental planes have just gotten stuck on this one deck of your ship. And as you're scanning around, you notice that you're getting an odd interfering signal from the engineering bay. And it's almost like some, whatever is going on with that engine, its existence and its ability to just tear through planes like it does, just like the drift randomly pulls stuff in from other planes, this randomly pulled stuff from these elemental planes as you guys pass through them while you're exiting hell. You mean when we went to the lab, we took some of it with us? Yep. Okay. That opens several questions. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, we were also in hell, so, so did we bring anything from hell with us? And yeah, just a few dumb tasty. corpses. Yes. Okay. Yes, it was tasty. Um, I'm just going to. I was going to pretend I didn't hear that part. Um, and then also... Uh, he said it was tasty. Yeah. Oh. oh, thanks. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was hard of hearing, but you are. He was being, yeah, facetious. <laughs> Braino rather belatedly joins, uh, you know, comes down more out of... Uh, pure curiosity than anything. Hmm. Yeah, um, like I said, I'm a good doctor. As you're kind of going over your readings and verifying them and spend like another day just examining it and going over it and doing some scans of the engine, you can definitely confirm that there's a potential of this thing changing as you guys use this engine to travel around. Like, if you end up going through other realms and other planes again, you could absolutely draw something else into this room. Is there, is there like, a way Sam Lee can collect to like whatever data he has and then work with the, uh, the engineering team to see if, like, there's something about the specific room that maybe, like, this room is, like, a harness or something? Or it could, like, it's, like, a focal point or something like that? Oh, uh, sure. Is it, or or is it just like this, you know, could happen all over the whole ship potentially, or is it just like contained to this room, essentially? It definitely seems to be something that's just contained to this room. You don't notice anything particular that's in this room currently that may be the trigger for why it's being drawn in here, outside of maybe it's just where it's placed on top of the ship. I guess technically this is deck one, not deck four, but you know. This is the very top of the ship. So it like has the most exposure 
kind of, yeah. as you're passing through. The windows and all that. Yeah. Which, I mean, the bridge has the windows as well, but... Some sort of magic shielding or something like that. Yeah. So I guess this would be some combination of it, how open windowed it is. It could be something because of the location associated to the Sigma Chaos Engine, like almost directly above it. Just some weird combination of just being on top and all of this stuff. This is the weirdest roof rack I've ever seen. Yes, it is the weirdest roof rack you'll ever see. But for now, it's yeah, pretty good. Gosh, and just go ahead and sleep up here just in case weirdness happens. And then I got, you know. I'm just calling everybody real quick. Just stay up in this in this secret garden here. Just get a key for this private space. Oh, just saying. Yeah, I think at this point that was like the last little mystery thing about the ship that you guys hadn't seen yet. So. Gator looks for a place to hang his hammock. <laughs> I mean, just step it to the wall. And, like, He's got the one. You can do together. the magnetic in on the, on the one wall for sure. Absolutely. Comes back with a bolt and a bolt and a drill. Timber. Timber. <laughs> we could have our own bedrooms. You you could have the like you could put your my bed with your bed, and then you'd have an nice, like, queen-size bed. And then I could just have this nice little foresty area. Every day it'd be like camping, but, you know, with working toilets and kitchens. Uh, question, Kay, with the, mm-hmm. the crafting stuff, are uh, serums of healing able to be crafted? So, yes. Um, it does require, because they are a hybrid item, if I correctly, it does require someone to have ranks in both engineering and mysticism. Well, well, well. But that beast. Biohackers can do it, right? Yeah, I was going to say, biohackers can just do it inherently, too. Oh, yeah. They can. I don't have mysticism. With their little. I think but you I just have... need to spend the required amount of UPBs. And I guess I can then use the, time. the other skill checks in replace of. Yep, mysticism. you are able to do physical science or life science instead of mysticism like serums. Yeah. So, yeah, if you want to spend some UPBs making some more healing serums, you can only still do Mark 1s because I want to say Mark 2s are level 3 or 5. Yeah, that's 5. Yeah. 5. And I think I think serums are actually just magical. I think no, they're they're hybrid. They're technically I believe it's hybrid. A hybrid. Yeah, oh, that shows me because they're supposed to work like half points for constructs too. Oh, Trev is well aware of that. Uh, by the way, gimbals can heal you just like a normal person, like. Well, how, much, uh, how many UPBs did we have? Um, you had four or three thousand total. Three thousand total. And then or less. Um, yeah. Four hundred and seventy-five to get a more appropriate. 
So two hundred. So two thousand five hundred twenty-five remaining. That's math. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And each serum costs fifty. Fifty. How would you guys want uh the doctor to make like spend a day making some for people? I think that it would it would be a good idea to have at least a one one per person. One per PC or one per everybody. <laughs> I I think one per person would be plenty. One really. per PC. So okay. uh, five, five. So that would be uh, two hundred fifty total. Okay. And twenty hours. And twenty yeah, hours. It'd I mean, be a very long day. Yeah, I could spend a spend spend some time doing it. I mean, we have six days, so you have six days. So yeah, you could just spend two days doing it. And so there's two thousand two hundred seventy-five remaining. I will say for crafting magical items, it is a bit more difficult because you only have the tech workshop and the medical bay. Tech workshop actually does do something. Oh, it cuts the time in half. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it cuts as does the medical. Oh no, the medical is something different. But the the tech workshop does. Um, yeah, so it does have all the necessary tools and space needed to do it, and does reduce the time in half. So it actually only takes you uh, ten hours. hours. Yep, ten hours. Yeah. So yeah, the doc will just spend a, a long long day working on that, and he'll he'll hand them out to people if they want them, or he can also take them to administer them as well if people want him just to hold on to them. Because you can always just shoot someone with one. Yep. Yeah, if you could just shoot me right right when I need yeah. one, that'd be good. By for this me. point, you've absolutely attuned everyone on the ship to your biohack, so you can just shoot them without any issue. Uh, Tread would want to talk about those crimson bangles, too. I have that in my notes because I don't think anyone ever claimed them. Yeah. Oh, I forget what those okay. did. Uh, it's like short teleport. It's like you can uh, once per day you can tap them together to like set a spot, and then as long as you're within thirty feet of that spot, you can teleport there. That sounds pretty rad. I don't. I don't think I'll ever really need it. That seems a little more than Gators at your age. Does anybody want to want to get them instead of Trevor? Or I'm fine with Treb taking them. I'm fine with Treb having them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. All right. Treb will attach them somewhere. I do have an item created for them. Uh, nice. On the fifth option of the the chat box, you should be able to drag that onto your character sheet, and it should add them. If I did it correctly. Yeah, marked as an item sheet, and that will count towards one of your magical items. Cool. Thank you very much, everyone. Mm-hmm. Use them in good health. Yes. I'm more fascinated you yourself. to know how you're wearing them. <laughs> yeah, where does Trip wear them? So they're they're bracelets, right? Were they yes. like anklets? Oh. Trep has arms. I mean, they're so, Bengals, so like they just wherever you want to put them on your body, I guess. Yeah, so I think 
I think Trev would just have them um, on what is like their forearm that is like slightly like it's like just a little too long. It's like just a little bit in the uncanny valley. Their the way that their arms are shaped, but um, yeah, just hanging off of their forearms. Okay, okay Brakeem, just settle it back there. <laughs> I do enjoy how we have two SROs who are like small little wheeled guys. Yep. Yeah. I feel like they're, they're very I feel like they're very similar looking, but also very distinctive looking. I mean I still think you should have had said just look like a Roomba. <laughs> just little arms that pop out when he needs them. <laughs> There's actually an alien from a uh, fly for your die, that's exactly what it is. It's a yes. Roomba. And it has a laser pistol or a knife that can pop out of it. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, at this point, uh, we get back up to where we left off last time. It's been six days. And Dynamo, and the ship gets hailed. And Dynamo calls for, <clears throat> hey, uh, Dr. Sam Lee, uh, Treb, Brano, Gator, Simberg, can you can y'all come to the bridge? Uh, we're gonna give you a communication, and I, I I want you guys to be here for this. It, it's weird. The doctor will make his way up. Yeah. Yep. And like this is yeah. the first communication you guys have received since you arrived here in the pack system, like one that's been beamed directly at you guys. And uh, once you all arrive on the bridge, you notice that there is a video call pulled up on the view screen. And on this video screen, you see the bridge of another ship. And on this bridge, there are five people. There is a Vesk, an Asharan, a Raxalite, an SRO and a, contem- and a contemplative, all sharing a bridge together. Spider-Man meme. Very much Spider-Man meme because <laughs> all of you immediately recognize yourselves staring at this view screen. Uh, the only real major difference is that everyone there is uh, wearing some form of Vescarium marked armor. And well, we have mustaches. You don't have mustaches. An evil goatee. Can Cinder have an evil goatee? <laughs> she really want you guys to have evil goatees, I guess. Yay! They're, they're, even, they're, even, they're even community style. They're even space community style, where they're clearly made out of felt and yes. obviously fake, but they're all wearing them. Obviously. <laughs> even the contemplative, which. The only one of you who recognizes the fact there's a contemplative there among you is like a contemplative who doesn't seem out of place with the other four, like Gator, Treb, Simber, Sam. You are like, well, we all have clones, but there's no clone of Braino. There's just that contemplative. I'm super confused because you're a robot, Brad. Brino very slowly turns the very helmet to the head and considers Gator for a moment. Says nothing and looks back at the screen softly. What, what did I say? I'm pretty sure he's Ruben. <laughs> Treb and 
Doctor Samuel, you two are definitely have a high enough intelligence for that. You're like, oh, that kind of makes sense given the size of Brano's head, but you didn't know. You'd never seen Brano outside of their armor. I say, I feel like at some point over the past year, Sam Lee had to do some sort of medical procedure on Brano, but you know, doctor patient confidentiality, he's like, just he just kept it to himself, not Honestly, telling anybody. I'm picturing this like Brano just hit a little button and the part of their armor went up, and so you literally just saw their arm and nothing else. Yeah, it's just like, huh, you are flesh underneath. Okay, uh, yeah, here's your vaccines. <laughs> That's my headcanon um, on that. Uh, mysticism? Um, yeah, you can roll mysticism. You can roll mysticism. Or, um, you can also, someone can also roll a life science if you like. I can do both, I think. You can do both. Yeah. I can do both. I can do both. I can do both. <laughs> so, I'll, I'll get to your skill checks in just a moment as I do this. So, once you all appear, the gator on the view screen gets just visibly upset as he's like in the forefront and seems to be the leader of this little group. And he starts to shout at all of you in Vesk. Uh, who among you understands Vesk? Do. Hank? No. No, I don't actually. Gator, you would get best just for free for being a best, basically, essentially. So does anyone besides Gator understand it? Zev does. The Doctor has many languages, but Vesk is not one of them. So Zev, Dynamo, and Gator are the only ones who are actually understanding anything of what's being said right now. And the gator on the on the video screen is like, just what what what's going on here? Why how how am I over there? What have you done? What is this video nonsense you're showing me? What tricks are this? Answer me, damn it! How are you watching us here now? How are you flipping back our views back at us? Explain it to me. Everyone just looks at each other awkwardly. Yeah. I guess, like, before we respond, would we be able to be, like, communicate amongst just ourselves and be, like, kind of what our thoughts are? Like, these are I mean, yeah, Brandon, clones, uh, or these are something going on, or... Dynamo definitely hasn't muted right now. Like, he had a muted when he called you guys in here, because, well, he saw you on the screen, and he wanted to make sure you yeah. guys were teleport to another ship. And now, with your checks. So, the physical science and life science checks is enough to determine that like scanning from here and looking them over like uh these these are your doppelgangers these are your twins like these could be you guys not like actually straight up inter well like straight up interacting and touching them as far as you can see and tell this that's you over there you don't know how it's you over there but that's you over there and that's where we get to the mysticism checks Trev and Trev, you ha don't really know how or why, or you you're not sure what's happening here. Simber, do you realize? I mean, you've at some point in your time, in your existence, contemplating the end of everything. You once came across 
someone talking about how it doesn't matter how you live your life. Nothing matters in this world or this existence because every decision you ever make is going to then just lead to another reality existing. Another instance of you out there following a different path, following a different existence and seeking their own destruction, their own end. And so no matter what, you absolutely can just destroy what you will, destroy as you will, because this existence is yours to make as you will. And no matter your decisions, there will be another there will be another place for you that makes different ones. And like and it kind of gets going on and on like that. Basically multiverse. Like it was okay. just a long winded passage to talk about a multiverse. So we're doing the we're doing the MCU right now. I want to I want to believe it's it's my it is my head canon. No, it's my actual canon on this, knowing how Simber works. That all of that appeared to Simber in a flash and was all completely understood the moment the mysticism check went out. And the rest of the time Simber has begun cackling a little bit under the realization that if things go incredibly badly, knowing how bad at combat she is, she may actually get to see if she's delicious. <laughs> so, I was, I was not expecting that sentence to end that way. <laughs> so basically, all of you are standing here, like discussing, like how are we there? What's going on? They, they very much could be us. Like that—that's my birth. That, I have that same birthmark, and Simber is just there in the back, just cackling oh, over. like a mad lamb. Let's try to mimic. What's happening? I have a question. Yes. I have a question. Do we Uh know what their ship looks like? Um, yes. What does it look like? Um, give me one moment. And we're going to flip to a different map. They'll have... The hexes are not perfect on this. But, you know. Um, there... If you notice, there'll be your ship, the Primarada. And there's a ship right next to you. That's what this ship looks like. All, all we have is the darkness of the void. Ah! Yeah, I just see the void. It's so terrible that our brains can't even comprehend. We don't have tokens of vision, it said. Ah! Did that make a difference? No. Oh. No. Nope. Um, hold on, let me actually put rings on this. Okay, don't worry, don't <laughs> worry about it. The YN question. The YN question was: They're not on a version of the Primarata, right? Oh, no. Okay. I think you can see it now. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can see the Primaratas. They are. Yeah. They're not on the Primarata. They are on. Um, it does seem to be a medium-sized explorer ship, similar to the Prim- to what the Marata was before. It doesn't look like it's Vascarium, though. No, it does not look like it's Vascarium. No. But I'm going to uh, Timber for the ease of access to the party uh, relays the revelation of the party uh, between little chuckles, which will turn off after a second because the idea of eating oneself is kind of the exact realization. Of like her entire philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Brino slowly turns his enormous head and listens to Simber. 
and then just wordlessly turns back to looking at the others on the screen. I think the doctor would have the exact same reaction, just a silent, wordless turn around to look at this cackling cabbage and then turn back towards the camera. That's about this point, as you guys have just been talking amongst yourselves, trying to understand this, and I'm really explaining that when finally the other gator on the screen switches to common. And he is clearly just agitated as all hell, working up a real lather. I demand that you tell me what is going on here. That was a terrible voice. I regret this immediately. Who are you? How did you get here? How are you wearing our faces? What trick is this? You patch me through, because I don't like the way he's portraying my voice. No, I just want to come back at him. <laughs> yes, I'm going to flip the switch so you guys can now be heard. Um, I understand your, your confusion and anger at this situation. It's, it's albeit awkward. Um, but uh, who the fuck are you? And what are you doing here? That's what the immediate concern is from a VR standpoint, sir. My name is Gator. I'm a mercenary oh, here Gator. operating out of the Vescarium Empire. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Let's go back to you. Your name is Gator. My name is Gator. But exactly like we all knew it was going to do. That is bullshit. I don't know how no, who you are. I don't know why you're pretending to be me. Sir, take that That's my name. You don't wear it out. You don't call me late for dinner. My name is Gary. Prove it. Prove you're who you say you are. Why would I say I'm confused? Most people lie. Is that the problem? Well, I'm a fourth route wizard, but um, what's, our, I do what's your mother's name? My mom's name. My mom's been dead sir, for a long time. I was raised by my grandmammy. Her name is Brenda, and she's a lovely lady. Hmm. <laughs> at this point. <laughs> the, uh, the, for lack of a better phrase on this, um, the alt Samly chimes in where they've just been tapping away on a data pad this whole time. And they tap on Gator, on the alternate Gator's shoulder, you know, whisper in their ear for a moment. <clears throat> saying, but, well, it seems that if these scans I'm picking, I'm processing correctly, they are indeed us. I mean, I have been scanning the I've been scanning their ship, and well, there's more of them on board than there are of us, but uh, their biological readings, everything down from the actual quantum detailing code of their DNA, is identical to ours, Captain. Uh, can, can you speak plain common? Well, well Captain, I, I'm saying that somehow they, they are us, and we are them? That I'm not sure how this is happening, but it is rather intriguing. And the altar, and the alt Simber, who is also cackling like a mad leaf at this point, 
chimes in. It's like, ah, I told you. I told you the multiverse was true. Y'all doubted me to know. I was right. They must they must have somehow slipped in from another realm. And they kind of they, they kind of stopped for a moment. Like, you, you know, perhaps perhaps this answers the question we we were having. I feel like that Simber knows a better Simber than that gear knows a gear. It's almost like the GM has more experience being a gremlin than a backwoods lizard. I can't. All right, I can't get the I can't get the same gruff deep you can, but I can I can do better on, uh-huh. the, on the southern. I can I can do a lot better on that southern. Let me tell you. And uh, the cap, the alternate gator does come back and like waves a hand dismissively at his associates before looking back at you guys in the view screen, and just he's he's sink eyeing like looking you up and down, gator. Oh wait a minute now, gator. I I need to know. We have a grandmammy, Brenda. I do. I was raised by my grandmammy, Brenda, too. Uh, sir. Sir, I. Well, I. Are we brothers? I, I don't know how this works. I'm not. I'm not understanding anything these. What those two's talking about. All I know is, I don't like the fact there's another one of me over there. I don't like that we're talking over communications. I, 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 I need to get my hands on you. Yeah, I mean, brother, they got a hug, Brad. Brother's got a hug. I, I, I ain't trusting nothing. I can't touch my own hands. Yep, brother's got a hug. Uh, so I want to I arrange a meeting. Yep. I want to go over there. We're going to come over to your ship. We're going we to have to do bulk beds. And, and just see what kind of adventures Gator and Gator can get up to. Oh no, this is not gonna go well. <laughs> and uh, so as, as they start to arrange this, like they, they're gonna come on board oh. your ship to say hi and like actually get hands on each other. Yeah, I mean, Unfortunately, as, you, as you're as you positioning your two ships to like line up your docking bays and everything, an alert comes across your sensors, and the contemplative over on the other ship, which has been identified as uh, the Groot, the Grot. The contemplative over there chimes in. Is anti ship inbound? Is anti ship inbound? It has arms. It has weapons armed. And the other gator looks across at you and says, "All right, that meeting's gonna have to wait a moment. Want to help us sh- chase this <laughs> ship off, and then we'll get afterwards." <laughs> Are you uh, you're with Psyche Turks? <laughs> Take over the captain. <laughs> Do you guys agree? Are you kicking over to the captain? <laughs> no. No. Just one rank of diplomacy. <laughs> I actually, I could, I could technically, I could have technically captain. I've got a rank well, of diplomacy and, and plenty of shit and, and intimidation. But are you guys agreeing to help them chase off this enemy ship before you meet face to face? Swear to God, if you <laughs> let my brother die out there, I will never forgive none of you. All right. What? So, 
Well, I do want to create a situation. So yeah, I'm down. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Dude Where's My Drift, an actual play podcast for the Starfinder RPG system. Starfinder and all associated art and setting is a trademark owned by Paizo Incorporated and used with permission, you monster.